Hey everybody, if you want to get notified when we have a new Mindset Digital Podcast available, just text the word MSD Pod to 555-888. That's MSD Pod to 555-888. And we'll send you a text message whenever a new episode comes out. Text message and data rates may apply. Welcome to the Mindset Digital Podcast with insight and analysis from the intersection of social media, learning, and technology. Today, Mike the Toolman Taylor returns to the show to talk with Pete to share a whole host of tools that help L&D professionals. Here's our creative director, Pete Brown. Thanks, Briavel. Sounding great. And hello again, everybody. It's been a while since we put a podcast out. That means business has been good here at Mindset Digital. But I have missed talking with you all. One of my favorite kinds of shows today, it's Tool Time. Tool Time! With Mike the Toolman Taylor. If you listen to the show or you follow Mike on Twitter, you know he is constantly finding new tools that help you work smarter, make more visual presentations, and do your job a little better and a little easier. He finds them, he tries them out, and he comes on the show to let us know what's good and what still needs to bake a little bit. Now, have you in your job ever had to rely on a variety of different services to get things done? Maybe you wanted to do a survey, so you're using SurveyMonkey, but you need to do an email blast and using MailChimp. We're in this great age of all these sort of powerful web services being available to us at relatively low cost and relatively easy to use, but they don't do a whole lot of communicating with each other. Well, it turns out there's a number of different tools which will help you sort of string tasks on various services together to achieve a specific outcome. As I mentioned on today's show, uh, I'm taking a course in writing JavaScript right now at the community college, and I can vouch for the fact that the services Mike talks about are super easy to use with a very visual drag-and-drop approach. Honestly, I wish I could do my homework using these services. So let's get to the show. Here's my conversation with Mike Taylor. Okay, Mike Taylor's back in the studio. Mike, it's good to see you. You too, Pete. And uh, before we get into the, the business of what we're talking about today, I want to say congratulations. I happen to know that your uh, girls basketball team that you coach came yes. away champions over the weekend. Right on. We got a, a rematch from the team that beat us earlier in the season, so it was a pretty nice ending to the, to the year. And that was a 12-year-old, is it? Uh, third and fourth grade. Third and fourth grade. Third and fourth grade girls, and they are fierce. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, Congratulations. I know Thanks. it was uh, pretty exciting. It looked exciting on social media. They they uh, they played really well, and they overcame the shortcomings of their coach. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. I, although I like the image of, like, you calling a timeout and drawing up a play on a whiteboard. Yeah, I tried that <laughs> once, and it didn't quite pan out. <laughs> well, I got I did all my coaching before you start keeping score. That was my rule with my kids. So That's you five, you six, and then I'm out. That's probably a good strategy. Yeah, nice. You're undefeated. Nice. So, okay, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, some automation tools. Okay. So automation in the sense of I kind of look at these things as sort of plumbing for the internet. Okay. So it's kind of it's, it could also be you know coding for the non-coder or that sort of thing. Okay. So uh, there's several tools, and they're starting to crop up a little bit more frequently, but the 
the main three that I'm familiar with, uh, Zapier. Okay. IFTTT. IFT, yeah. Which stands for if this, then that. Yeah. And then now Microsoft has one that they are, it's relatively new, but they're adding new tools and platforms to it. Okay. And it's called the Flow. Flow. The Microsoft Flow. I haven't heard about that. Yeah. So this is a way that if you uh, are cobbling together a bunch of different internet services to achieve a desired result, this is a way that you might be able to automate some of it. Exactly. I think one of the things you and I have in common is our um, lack of love for manual That's right. data copy and paste type things, yeah. Yeah. which I don't think really anybody really loves. Um, but so these tools, if I get situation A, I want to move that data to another platform or another tool or do some sort of automated processing to it. Okay. And it's really slick. So we have used it here. Okay. For example, when we did our workshops for Nationwide, we did some social selling workshops. And the kickoff to that process was a survey. Okay. Which served as a registration form. Okay. After the people coming to the workshop filled that form out, then we were going to enroll them in some online courses and a couple other things, send invitations, that sort of stuff. So we use a SurveyMonkey form on the web, and I could go to SurveyMonkey and download Download, the zip file and Mm -hmm. unzip it, open it up, copy and paste, move it where I'm going to do it, do an upload to whatever system it's going to. What we did instead, because I don't like to do all that stuff, but everybody has better stuff to do is you set up a, uh, a zap, which mm-hmm. is what Zapier calls their sort of recipes. And it said, anytime there is a new survey monkey response, drop it into a Google sheet. Nice. So everything just sort of comes in there. You can watch them roll in. You know, if you wanted to take that data and do something else with it from there, then you can do that. So it really kind of yeah. lets you keep your hands out of yeah, that stuff. That's a great use case too, because I know in L and D we're, we're hackers. <laughs> <laughs> Any new service that comes out, we try and figure out, sure. hey, can we use it? But but tying them together is is tricky, right? Yeah. I, I think I, there's been a number of times, I, and I'm the last guy who should be manipulating any data. <laughs> I remember I, Always I, have a backup. I, I called you at home once because I'm like, I've just lost 600 learners. <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> can you help me out? Yeah. So how is the interface? What's it like building one of these? So really, it's 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 really pretty simple. You know, they're, um, it's fill in the blank sort of thing. You have your source or a trigger, some trigger event, like we were just talking about the web form. So a new survey response as a trigger. And so it will monitor that. Um, Free versions, not as frequent monitoring as paid versions. Pretty typical model for that stuff. And so you'll have a source or a trigger event. And then you have, you know, what happens next. And you can just sort of point things at each other. And is it's it's like visual code building though. It's you're not writing the code, you're dragging blocks. Yeah, so you're prompted. It's it's kind of like a fill in the blank yeah. sort of thing. So uh which survey monkey form do you want? Yeah. And then to get it from the survey monkey, it says, Okay, which field do you want to go to which column right. of your Google sheet? And so it's really, you know, a matching and fill in the blank kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I uh I I have not used IFT, but I was on a project that used it. I was doing a 48-hour film competition here in town, and yeah. the social media guy had it set up so that when he posted something on Instagram, it retweeted it, and it posted it to a Tom. It was pretty pretty slick. So yeah, absolutely. So you just did something once, and then 
I could just see the benefit if you're you're covering multiple social channels. And doing yeah, that. and you know, th there's tons and tons of options and platforms and stuff. And I we've talked in the past about keeping up with with things using Feedly. There's recipes yeah. where if I put a particular tag on something I'm reading in Feedly, you know, it may save it in Evernote or tweet it or nice. put it in Buffer. So there's all kinds of recipes like that. Yeah, um, and I get questions fairly often about. You know, how do you do all this stuff? Right. Well, you know, the secret is I'm not. Yeah. I have some recipes set up to do that sort of stuff for me. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Maybe we'll uh, we'll post a recipe or two about going from Feedly into your social yeah. feeds, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I'm still That's doing that one. manually. It's still way more efficient than it was when I used to go and try and find every website in the world. Yeah, you know? right. But uh, it still does. In fact, this morning it was like I looked down. It's ten thirty, and I was still sort of messing around with my feedly. <laughs> it's thought, it's easy to do, especially you know that the, those things sort of ebb and flow. And if you're in a a day when you got a lot of good stuff, it's easy to. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about Microsoft's version. So it started obviously sort of focused on Microsoft things, so SharePoint and Office mm -hmm. files, and uh, they have their own version of Forms, that right. sort of stuff. Right. Uh, I looked a little bit ago this morning just to kind of make sure I knew what I was talking about and see what had changed and yeah. updated. And it looks like they've added a lot more services. So now Google stuff, MailChimp is yeah. in there. Um, I could see that being super useful if you're in a corporation that's a Microsoft office. Totally. You know what I mean? And that's sort of a, you know, a safe approved way that you can do that inside an enterprise yeah. uh, because it should all talk to each other. You shouldn't have any firewall yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I think more and more code is, is, becoming simplified this way. I was, you know, looking at building a chatbot and it's just a visual chatbot builder anymore, you know? And so uh, I'm in school now learning to write JavaScript, which is very nice, low nice. system level code, very hard. And I'm just like, can't, can I just use one of these things? It would make my, my life so much easier. But Well, it sort of seems like that whole concept of reusable code, right? Like yeah. you just sort of big borrow and steal bits and pieces yep. and plug them together. Yep. So, okay. And, and what's the business model? So they're free... So, uh, for instance, Zapier, I think the free one, you get a certain number of zaps or recipes, I right. think maybe five. Right. Uh, and then when you go, once you go up from there, obviously you get more of those. And I think it's going to check your data more frequently. Yeah. So at some point, it's probably going to monitor, you know, real time right. versus maybe the free version checks every 15 or 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And Ift, I think, is the same way. It's like, uh, similar. Yeah. yeah, similar. And, um, you know, Microsoft has free and premium things too. Just probably depends on what their partners are and what kind of agreements they have and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then is the limitation is if, if they don't have, so for example, right now in one of our many LMSs that we support, <laughs> uh, I need to pull some question data and I have to do one at a time. Mm -hmm. But I don't think those services will work unless they happen to have an integration for that particular LMS. Right. So probably, you know, unless they open an API. And unless there's enough interest right. from the public, you know, right. if you're the only person who has interest in using the API, unless you can use your uh, newly learned code to, right. <laughs> to make it all work, right. you know, probably won't happen. Well, and I don't I don't think I've had a project here where at some point the client wasn't like, why don't we do a survey before and a survey after and see, see how it was? And yeah. we've been doing that and I've been doing it manually, but now I can, I'd love to have just a... a online Google sheet that I can show them. They can see the responses as well. Absolutely. So actually, um, Andrea and I have worked on a couple of projects now where we have a pre-survey, a couple surveys in the middle, and a post-survey. And we have 
each of those surveys is set up with a, a zap yeah. through Zapier and the data flows into a spreadsheet and we put a summary on the front that looks at all the other data. Yeah. And so it's, it's almost an automated dashboard yeah. of what's happening with yeah. your data. And it's, I can't tell you, we have saved, gosh, tens and probably hundreds of hours by not having to mess with downloads and uploads yeah. and copy and paste. I have to say, I have to say strategically, uh, it's a bad move for you to come on the podcast and talk about it because <laughs> otherwise we're just like, how is Mike doing all this stuff, right? You know, you're like the miracle worker, but now, you know, we're lifting up the hood. Well, you know, that that sort of reminds me of a sort of word of, of caution about I'm always hesitant to automate things, especially, you know, we talked about sending things from Feely to social media right, stuff. Right. That always, like, it makes me nervous. Yep. And I always, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to just dip my toe in. I'm not going to dive in and send stuff everywhere right. without right. understanding because I, you know, I've seen a tweet in my timeline before. I'm like, I didn't tweet that. Where yeah. in the heck did that come yeah, from? I know. And I have no idea how it got there. I know. You know, fortunately it hasn't been anything, anything bad yeah. yet, but, um, you know, it's, it, you got to test things and things break yeah. inevitably. So it's not hundred yeah, percent foolproof, yeah, but you got to stay on top of it. It's super big time saver. It seems like almost any Twitter tool I want to use, it asks me to authorize. And as soon as it says post tweets on my behalf, I'm like, nope. Yep. You know. Yep. And you're missing exactly. out on a lot of good tools. But I could see the use where, okay, I've tweeted something now, and I want it to go into my Instagram or onto a Snap Story, something like that, without me having to do that work. I think that would be a, a great use case. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Okay, so automated stuff. You know, once when I was a, a technical writer, I wrote a script that scoured code, took all the triple slash comments out and put it into a Word document. It was slick. I couldn't believe I got it to work. But then my job became like I would click this button <laughs> and it would create 600 pages of documentation and I'd have to scan it all to make sure everything went in correctly. So for like days at a time, I'm just scrolling through Word documents. <laughs> finally, I was like, this is, this is no way to live. i got to get out of this business. Yeah, I've d I've done similar things like that because I just hate to sit there and touch all the stuff and and I have done some pretty extensive macros in Word to find all the tabs and turn it into a table or vice versa and yep. and then but then you always have to check it so you can't yep. can't get away from the checking part. Okay, so in the show notes we'll have links to Zapier, to Ift, and to Microsoft Flow. Yep. Uh, maybe some recipes if, because like I know on Ift you can publish your recipes. Yeah, absolutely. You can share there, those right? out, right? Sure. And is Zapier like that too? Uh, I think so. There's, they've got, gosh, I think they have more than any of the other services, yeah. at least that I've seen. Yeah. So, so you can they've scroll got, through and pick them. And they add new ones. I get the email. You know, we added ten this week or twenty yeah. new ones this week. So. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Uh, so that'll all be in the show notes. Uh, anything else from you? Could any any basketball tips? Uh, I think your your tip's pretty good. It's just don't keep score, and you'll you know yeah. you'll keep your undefeated record. That's right. And who are you who are you thinking is going to win the March to March here March Madness? Uh, let's see. We did our family brackets last night, and I think I put uh, Gonzaga and Duke in the finals. Nice. And picked Gonzaga. I think that's a sentimental favorite. Yeah, I like this. They're a four seed, but they, they look pretty good. So. Although they're not really underdogs anymore because they've been good for so long. That's right. They're That's sort right. of the little the little team. They certainly had the Buckeyes number this year. So 
but neither Miami nor nor the Bobcats made it this year. So, but I do have a, a, a my grad school. So I went to grad school at San Diego State. So I've oh, got nice. them winning a couple games and pulling an upset in one of the early rounds. That is the same with me in Kansas State. I have them <laughs> pulling an upset. As much as I'd love them to move forward, I don't know that they have it. In the oh, I was sitting with my daughter filling out her bracket. She said, "Daddy, why did you pick that one?" I said, "I went to school there. I have to pick yeah, that one." That's absolutely right. They take so. your uh, they take your card away if you don't. All right. Well, good times. Well, Mike, thanks for coming in. Uh, I think that's a good share. It's been a while since we've had you on the show, and I'm, I'm glad. Actually, been a while since we've gotten a show out, which is a sign of good business at the agency, <laughs> right on. not so good for the podcast audience. But um, check those out. Zapier, Ift, and, and Microsoft Flow. Flow. Okay. Right on. Very good. Thanks, Mike. Good times. Okay. Once again, thanks to Mike Taylor for coming on the show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. We do have some new people here at Mindset Digital. I'd like to get them on the show, let you meet them all. And the digital communications revolution continues to roll forward, and we'll do our best to help keep you on top of it all. For everyone here at Mindset Digital, until next time, I'm Pete Brown, saying good times, everyone. Good times. Gravel, take us home. This episode of the Mindset Digital Podcast was produced by Pete Brown and featured Mike Taylor and me, Briavel Schultz. If you like this show, please let us know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or reach out directly at podcast at mindsetdigital.com. To receive a text message every time we put out a new episode, text MSDPOD to 555-888 and we'll add you to the list. Some music in today's episode came from the website audionautics.com and is licensed under Creative Commons 3.0. Sound effects were sourced from freesound.org. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, good times, everyone. Good times.